0: we're going to do something a little bit different this episode and feature two sisters meet Brenda Dang and Tiffany Wang who both have a lot of passion for something outside of business hours these two inspire me to attempt something new and something different and perhaps something entirely separate from my educational background or experience so let's keep going So today I am joined with Brenda Dang, who I am extremely excited about because I've been following you on Instagram ever since I met you through your positions through NAB, then uh, through various other board opportunities, which I'll have you do a quick introduction in a second. But one thing that really stands out to me is that I had a charter little at Iowa, and I remember how excited she was to meet you at one of the conventions, and then you all took a, a charter number one photo. So that that's definitely a memory that stands out. Um, but with that said, Brenda, would you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself, just an introduction to get us started?
1: Sure. Thank you. Um, And thank you, Helen, for for having me here today. So I'm really excited to speak with everyone. Um, So my name is Brenda Dang. I actually graduated and chartered at the University of Oklahoma back in the spring of 2005. I'm currently based in Palo Alto. I'm a tech attorney at a Silicon Valley company, tech company here. And on the side, I also train Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I'm a high-level competitor currently. So that's just a little bit about me. Excellent. And then for a little bit, you had
0: served on uh, Lambda Phi Epsilon's board. In addition, will you be able to speak to some of the other roles that you had on uh, the National Alumni Association as well?
1: Sure. Um, I have to think back a little bit okay so I was on NAB for for a number of years uh first as I think a regional coordinator and served other roles such as treasurer and secretary I think and then I finally became a president so I was president for two years for NAB um did that um in one of my past lives <laughs> uh after that I served on the NAPA board so I was actually served as a director of like membership development and then later became executive chair i also served that for i believe two years as well too and then the most recent i guess greek related role was serving on the Lam Phi epsilon international board and that was pretty exciting because i was brought on as one of the first non-members to actually serve on the board so that was a really great experience i believe i served that for um, three years i believe and uh, ended that a, a couple of years ago.
0: Wonderful! So, so many different perspectives and experiences that you're bringing uh, with you today. Uh, so, you mentioned that is what it is one of your lives. I know you have a mantra. Do you mind talking a little bit more about what mantra guides you and some of the philosophy behind that?
1: <laughs> mantra. Um, I, I don't know if I have like just one mantra, but I think. I definitely have lived multiple lives, and I think just life takes you in just different directions. I think the first one that was most memorable was, of course, being a sister of ATD Phi and and chartering and being involved. And I spent some time living abroad and doing different things, and then somehow, somehow I – got involved and thought oh maybe i'll go to law school and and then i went to law school and during that time that's when i was really getting involved with uh, different organizations at the time so i was getting involved with the greek organizations i was also getting involved with community organizations Mm -hmm. and then current life right now is one work and then also my um second life i would assume would say like training and competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and that's been part of my life for the, like the last six years.
0: I love it. How cool! It's it's a great way to view every single day of all the different multiple lives that we're able to live. It really um, seems like a, a maximizer type of way to think of uh, just day-to-day ongoing reality.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because, um, and you know, I think normally as like as a woman of like 36 years old, and I'm sure like many other people can relate as well too. Like there always has that question of like, okay, um, when are you gonna get married? When are you gonna Mm -hmm. have children? What about your career and everything? And that's something that I've always really struggled with, just kind of like with my whole life, not really following, I guess, what would be the trend or the expectations that you know your parents would have for you or like society would have for you Sure. and so i think at some point i was just like well i said i'm just going to live my life and you know what makes me happy how am i going to be how am i going to have a balanced life and somehow that's how i got to where i am right now yeah and so
0: going to law school i will start with there because i'd love to Learn more about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in a second, but had that been something you had always planned for yourself or enter school thinking you'd do? I,
1: yeah, I thought about law school. I mean, when I was in undergrad, it was really about, okay, what can I do to finish, to just finish and be done and go travel? Because I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I I did like a like an Asian studies major or something Mm -hmm. like that and then I finished quickly and then I'm a little embarrassed to talk about this but when I was in when I was in Beijing I was living there for two years and there was a night out and I was like hanging out and I actually met a a lambda at a a club so (laughs) he was yeah I met a lambda at a club and we were um chatting and we're we're like good friends now I consider him one of my mentors but he was telling me he was like yeah I just graduated from law school I'm here in Beijing I'm working and then I thought to myself I was like wow this is a really cool life like you can finish law school you can be a lawyer and then you can be living in Beijing and doing whatever and partying and having a great time and you know um Fair warning, I was only, like, 23 <laughs> at the time, so, so I, I was not as mature, I hope, at that, at that time, but I, that's really cool, and so whenever I finished my stint in Beijing, then I came back to the States, worked, you know, like, a random job, and started studying for the LSATs, and started applying for the law school, and I was like, this is what I'm gonna do for my life, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, like, a fun life, I'm gonna be a lawyer, and then I'm gonna, like, go back to Asia, and, like, practice law, yeah whatever that means. So, I love that. And you
0: mentioned that the, this Lambda that you met ended up becoming a mentor. Were there other people who had guided you to the point that you're at now or continue to guide you?
1: Oh, there are so many people um, like just too many to even mention, but yeah, definitely like he was one of them. And through him, I met other people Um which so happened to be many lambdas and they were in Houston when I was in law school. So they helped guide me because they had been to the same law school that I was going to. Mm -hmm. And they helped me with my career, helped me um, get involved in different organizations. And I think in that way, I had kind of a connection with like a lot of the people who I met, which also brought me to apply and serve on the board for internet for like Lambda Phi Epsilon so that was part of it and then other people various people that I've met through my work met through just day-to-day networking and and even my job right now in fact like I would not have gotten this job without networking I had a mentor who found out about this a position he was like Brenda I know you don't qualify yet for the position but I think you need to do it and then I interviewed, he put my name in, he was highly respected with the company. And so they listened to him and they gave me a chance. So I think uh, that has really, I've been really lucky that I've met so many great people to help guide me through, you know, my path.
0: Yeah, I I appreciate you breaking down what networking actually means. I feel like it's thrown around as if it were so easy to just network with people and fall into things, but it's really a matter of putting yourself out there. So thanks for kind of walking us through that too. I want to shift gears a little bit because when you say you train BJJ, that is a total understatement because you hold several different (laughs) titles. Would you be able to share with us some of your uh, achievements as it relates to your training?
1: Absolutely. So actually one of my most recent achievements is actually winning the world masters tournament in Vegas. So that was um, just a few weeks ago, actually in in August. And so that was a pretty big title for me. It was the last (laughs) competition at my, at my most recent belt. Um, I'm also Nogi world champion from December and that was past December Uh, pan-american champion and also european champion and so I've had uh, various other titles but they're more uh, smaller local tournaments but those are like those ones that I mentioned are like the major ones that I always like train and really vouch for the other ones are more like practice and I try to get to the point where I can compete at a higher level
0: well I am incredibly impressed (laughs) I am joined with Tiffany Wang, who, in full disclosure, is a chapter sister of mine. We both went to Penn State. Tiffany, do you remember that we lived on the same floor during our freshman year? I came over to your room to ask for scissors, which you didn't have that you're okay across from the bathroom, but- <laughs> yes <laughs> so i <laughs> and i i guess met 10 years at this point and we're currently neighbors now in philadelphia too even though we live like three blocks away from one another um,
2: know, we never each
0: other. exactly are, are still hopping on a phone call to do this interview
2: <laughs> yeah. next time i did meet up <laughs>
0: Yes, absolutely. I would love to do one of these in real life. (laughs) Uh, Well, the reason that I wanted to invite Tiffany as a guest on this is because I knew her as a student. I knew you when you were going through school taking classes. And honestly, looking at your resume, it is very accountant. (laughs) Yes. That is your background. You are a CPA. Um, you have a master's in accounting. You went to Smeal College of Business. But what is interesting to me is then you have this whole other persona online.
2: Oh, I do. <laughs> yes,
0: yes I nice. do. Um, and like, It's so interesting because in one of my classes, we built this case study around um, trying to help develop someone's interests. You know, on paper, they're one way, online, they're another way. And I was like, wow, you are a real life example of that. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So eventually, um, one, oh, I guess I'll start off with saying, do you mind introducing yourself, what you do, um, maybe, when you crossed and anything else you wanna share.
2: Okay, um, I crossed, got me, uh, I think it's full 10, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I crossed at full 10 and I was a ca- accounting major and then I graduated, um, went to big four. So I was in the tax department of big four. And then after that, I kinda just, I didn't really like tax that much. i realized, like, as you go through experiences, you didn't really like what you were doing, so you decided to change a job. <laughs> um, I decided to go um, to transfer pricing, which is kind of like a similar department in tax, but it's definitely, to me, it's more interesting, and it's more economic um, value valuation kind of stuff. So that's why I decided to, um, you know, take the leap. Um, after that, I started working for Urban Urban Outfitters. So right now I'm a transfer pricing senior um, analyst, just working for Urban Company, um, which we have. I don't know, I don't think a lot of people know this, but which we have uh, anthropology, free people, urban terrain. So that's all on Urban Outfitters Inc. Oh so, yes, the beautiful aesthetic. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> And that definitely helped me a little bit with my spending habits, <laughs> but also um, outside of work, I do some, a little bit of like social media stuff, or um, I wouldn't call myself a content creator because I do it just for fun, but I mean, it's been fun for me. I don't know. I don't know what else to say.
0: Yeah, well, so going off of that, it's fun for you. It, it sounds like it's a hobby. Is it, did it come just out of the blue? Like one day you randomly decide to start curating content?
2: I think I was like um, watching YouTube videos since I was, since it started. So I was like, oh, I mean, and then, so I've been watching YouTube video forever. And one day I was like, well, I was done with my CPA. <laughs> And I was like, I need to find a hobby. (laughs) That's what happened. Because I was like, I don't know what else to do. Because, you know, you've been studying for so long. I want to do something else that's not really related to your job. And so, yeah, I decided to, you know, try on YouTube, which is, is still, like, Growing and stuff like that, but then and then like Instagram came along. I mean, I, when I'm when I'm doing YouTube, it's more like on and off thing. <laughs> but then like when once Instagram came along, I just started doing it more because it's just like easier to do the the turnarounds easier for me to produce content and um, yeah. And I think it's really it's a really cool social media because you can just. I get to know so many people on social media now. Like, people haven't really met, but then we we know we're going to meet each other because, like, for example, I'm going to Boston this weekend and I'm going to meet one of the girls i met on social media, so.
1: Oh, very cool.
2: Yeah, so it's like a a little other networking thing that you can do. And I think (laughs) I really like that because, you know, you want to network with other people as well.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) for those who don't, know what your blog is about or your um lazy sundays (gasps) uh, which is the name of her instagram handle and also website what what is lazy sundays
2: so that's an interesting question (laughs) because um i i at first i started with beauty like i was really into makeup and then I was like, oh I'm gonna do like makeup tutorials and like all this stuff. I'm gonna do more like photos of my my makeup and stuff. But Mm -hmm. as as years go on, I just like as time go on, I just feel like I'm not that into makeup anymore. It just like your hobby kinda changed alone throughout the years. So then like now I'm more into style and now I'm more into like you know, skincare and all this stuff. So then that's I just post whatever I like. (laughs) But then, like you, you also have to find it to make to make it look interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and,
0: like you are being humble about this. Your stuff <laughs> is very professional. It is very interesting for context. Oh my god, but, really? Uh, <laughs> articles are you don't need toned legs to rock biker shorts. Like these are things that are screwed out of a magazine.
2: Really? Oh my god! Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you and on your Instagram. Which kind of brings me to my next question, like, why, what motivates you to keep this up? Uh, you have a busy job, you just got home from work, it's late at night. What, it to produce content takes a lot of energy. What keeps you motivated?
2: Um, I think the excitement of producing content maybe t- keeps me motivated, like, once i for example if i find like a good outfit i want to wear and then i was like oh my god i need to capture that because you know i will think that other people want to want to know what i'm wearing so Mm -hmm. and then once i capture that and then i post on instagram like oh my god like you know it's just like the excitement of kind of people seeing your style people seeing how you um how you like put makeup on people see how like what kind of looks they can come out come up with this kind of stuff, like think like the excitement and kind of the short-term excitement, kind of because you always have to keep uh, uh, producing content, so it's, it's kind of like a somewhat short-term excitement. But then that short-term excitement kind of, you know, continues to the next thing that you're going to do for your next content. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then afterwards, we have this nice album of material. Yeah. That you can back to. Uh, in the beginning, was it more for yourself, or were you trying to build an audience? Oh,
2: um, I think it's more for myself, because I was trying to figure out what I want to do after my exam. And then also, I I really like what I'm doing now, but back then, I, I wasn't really into, like I said, I wasn't really into tax, Now I was kind of like trying to figure out what I want to do in life. <laughs> those kind of stuff, so it was mostly for myself, but at the same time, you, of course you want, you would like to have audience, you know? You don't want to just produce content, no one wants to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It sounds like it, it was a good outlet at the time. What were your thoughts at the time when you may not have necessarily liked what you were doing? Because um, I feel like that is a pretty common thing, um, especially in the beginning, like what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head?
2: Um well, even now I feel like you always like we as human are continuing to grow and then like you know things change, like what think what wants to be like what you think is a good position, you might not think that now. Mm-hmm. So um I think I just I don't know. I just feel like I need to do something else. I want to keep myself busy. So I don't want to think about... I don't. I want to keep myself busy that's not job-related.
0: Yeah. You know? So
2: then I can be more um, creative, kind of. Because, like, what I'm doing right now, even... I mean, e- even now, um, what I'm doing, it's more, mostly, like, business-focused. Mm-hmm. So I will... So the reason why I started doing this was because I didn't really want to do just business-focused stuff, but also I just want to do something that makes me kind of happy. <laughs> you never know what like your life's going to take you. You know,
0: that's right. Keep your options open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so my next set of questions—I don't know if it's exposing your trade secrets or anything like that, but hoping that you be able to share a little bit about how you produce these photos i'll start off with saying who who takes these photos for you
2: <laughs> mostly my boyfriend obviously <laughs> well um well, whoever hang out with me i'll be like can you take a outfit photo for me real quick <laughs> if it's like makeup or skincare or just like product stuff i will do it myself so. yeah it just depends um yeah, it's definitely a lot of hard work. If you like, if behind that one photo, it's probably like two hundred photos.
0: Yeah, these are secrets that I didn't know.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not one shot perfect.
0: <laughs> then how do you find a pose? How do you learn how to
2: pose? Oh my god, I'm still learning how to pose. I don't think I'm that good with posing, but um, I gotta just. I guess like I'd start, I did watch like one or two YouTube videos on how to pose. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I just, after that, I just kind of, you just have to do it a lot to find your own pose. And now, now I feel like all my posts are the same. And I was like, oh, I need to find another new pose to do, you know? And <laughs> so it's just always evolving. Yeah, and to build
0: off of that, Tiffany in her Instagram profile says that this is, uh, what is it, fashion inspiration for petite women?
2: Yeah, yeah, because I'm petite. Well,
0: Petite <laughs> women, beauty for everyone, which I, I think is very, very cool.
2: Oh, thank you. That took me a while to think of that. I had a blog. I mean, I still have a blog. I just haven't really posted for a while, but I was trying to um, edit that blog. That's why I decided to have that headline love it i just also feel like i mean i'm a pure shaped body Mm -hmm. and i'm five foot two so i'm petite and online there's not a lot of people teaching us how to dress
0: yeah
2: so well at least for my body type so on my youtube channel i I, like i kind of share how i dress myself to kind of inspire other people to to find their way of dressing themselves with my body type
0: no I think that's such an important point that you bring up of what is a petite body what is an Asian body it was some of your material based off of just trying to be a representation for yourself
2: yeah I think so I um I just feel like a lot of times people think it's petite when when you're petite you're kind of skinny you know what I mean but but that's not necessarily the case. So I, I just want people to know that like, even if you're petite, it does not mean that you're like 110 pounds. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: I appreciate that. And um, especially us being in an Asian interest sorority of really just trying to promote representation and yeah. Reforms that comes in, and I feel like there is a space for Asian American women on social media, YouTube. What? Um, that there—that doesn't mean there's enough. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, because everyone's body is different. Even though they could be like certain type of different, there might be similar, but they're still different.
0: Yeah. Were there times in your life that? people told you you were supposed to be one way or another?
2: Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> well, I grew up in Taiwan. So in that mm-hmm. culture, I mean, I don't even, I don't know now, but when I was growing up, like, my aunt was telling me, like, when I grew up, I need to get, like, double, double eyelid
0: mm. surgery
2: and stuff like that. And, um, or I need to lose more weight, you know. Yeah. Those, those kind of stuff. But, I mean... I'm not like saying that that's horrible because that made me who I am right now, but like those things stuck with you. And then you kind of just want to get out of that and then try to amend what other people say, but then just ignore them, but also just make yourself look better by knowing what you want, like knowing what looks good on you.
0: Yeah. And that's a cool message that you're able to use in this type of, Medium, um, I, social media in this case. Yeah. So my next question is: Do you? Th- this is what I've always wondered at when I watch your Instagram. Do you go places knowing you're going to take photos, or do you go to a place and take a photo?
2: Oh, <laughs> this is the reason I don't. I said I don't have any like secret or anything because like we just literally walk around. And then- and then see if there's anywhere like we can take a photo. yeah so um, I don't have a, like a certain pa- place I go to to take photos, but if I'm out, I will just like we'll just walk around around that area to um, yeah, to find a spot to take photos. but mostly those photos if, like if, if I'm in my house, I'm probably just gonna be around my neighborhood our neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> our neighborhood
0: <laughs> are there any um stylers bloggers influencers that you especially admire
2: yeah i really like Ami san her her style is really out there very dramatic just like i am so <laughs> i like her style <laughs> yeah. other than that i think honestly that's like one of the only ones that i really oh and then Purcell Lem. I really like hers. Uh huh. I haven't really seen her on my Instagram. I feel like <laughs> I don't really scroll as much as, anymore. But yeah, I haven't seen her on my Instagram, but I used to really watch her stuff.
0: Very nice. Yeah. And with knowing that it is a highlighted reel, there could be 200, 300 pictures that make this one. Yeah. So- Um, But with that all noted, I I appreciate that people are able to put up really, really beautiful photos. And um, I think I I always enjoy just following them and you included. Thank you so much for your time today, Tiffany.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Everyone follow. You're going to get followers, hopefully. Fingers
2: crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. Well, thank
0: you. Of course. In 2020, the National Alumni Board is introducing new segments like One Degree Hotter. Open call for sisters to share their experiences as they navigated and celebrated an advanced academic degree. More exciting details forthcoming. always thank you so much for listening remember to nominate sisters who you want to hear from by emailing secretary at akdfi again that is secretary at akdfi